0: Hey, everyone. This is Jason Steinhauer, host of History Club. I'm on the road traveling this week, so here's a special bonus podcast. I reached out to history communicator Tori yates Orr to talk about what it's like to create videos about Black history and other topics on social media. Enjoy. Tori yates Orr. Welcome to History Club.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: You make history videos on YouTube. You do history posts on Instagram. You are what I would term a history communicator. Why don't you like tell us a little bit about how you even got into being this viral history communicating social media superstar?
1: I don't know about a superstar, Um, but how I got into it is, uh, one, my degree is in African-American history, so I've always been a lover of history. Um, However, my field has always been journalism. And about two, three years ago, I just had the idea of, why don't I do lessons, like history lessons for social media? So I just decided to do, I think I did a history lesson every day for a month. And people were really drawn to it. What's one that you,
0: that you were really proud of?
1: So I did a video during the kind of racial reckoning that we had in 2020. And I kind of brought some of my own family's history into the um, video. And I was very against it. I was just like, I don't think this is good. I don't want to bring any of my family's history into this. But I got the most lovely feedback on that because I think people understood that this history, which we can, can seem so massive is also affecting people on the micro level is affecting families. And I just use my family as an example and it was really well received. And I think to me, it showed when people kind of have a personal connection to history that it really helps them to retain it and be interested in it. So I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, oh, I, I checked this book out of the library because you talked about it. I have one gentleman who actually went back to school to become a history teacher because he got excited by history again from the work that I'm doing.
0: Someone actually went back to school because of the videos that you made?
1: He literally said that he was inspired to go back and become a middle school history teacher.
0: That to me seems like a huge win.
1: Oh, I can't beat that. I'll never have a
0: bigger win. Yeah, like that's amazing.
1: <laughs> that was the greatest compliment I could receive.
0: I don't always find a lot of evidence that people actually go and dig more. And that's something I think that is sort of like one of the promises of what I call e-history, this type of uh, history content on social media, like you and I and others, like we create it and we create it with the thought in our head that people are going to, one, hopefully enjoy it, but two, then like take it and run with it and go to the next level. But I haven't been able to find a lot of evidence that people actually do that.
1: Just the way um, social media works, the YouTube world works, it's hard to see if your work is translating outside of that. Everything is so quick. People want quick answers. People don't necessarily want to dive deep. I've had a couple of them, but I wish I had more people kind of coming out to me being like, I did my research. I'd love that.
0: I feel like we cannot have a conversation with you without talking about The Rock because he is your biggest fan. The rock does follow me on
1: Instagram. Um, <laughs> listen, I am a kid who grew up loving pro-wrestling, so when I saw that he followed me, I think I started crying. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. With you. I immediately great. was That's just great. like,, oh <laughs> it's the rock. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. to, as to how it happened, I did a video on the history of voting. It was right around the year, you know, November, about the history of voting in America. And for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to imitate his wrestling persona. So I dressed up as him. I did the people, you know, the eyebrow. Um, I said, can you smell what democracy is cooking? And he, I guess, saw it. I don't know how. And followed me. And then later sent me a lovely voice message just saying, hey, keep up the good work. I'm a big fan of history. I think it's really cool what you're doing. And he's yeah, so wait. that happened and I, okay. I still- Hold on,
0: off. wait, first of all, how did you get your phone number?
1: No, you can send um, voice messages over Instagram.
0: Well, that just shows you how much I know. And the second thing is, The Rock is a big fan of history? Huge fan, and I've actually heard that from
1: other people who I was talking to somebody who worked at Montpelier and they said that, uh, I guess he lived near there, and uh, that he was a huge fan of history. He seems like a really nice guy. Like I said, people I get a lot of emails from people who are like, can you introduce me to him? And I'm like, I've never met him. Like, but he seems like a genuinely nice guy. He didn't have to follow me. I, I think a lot of my followers on Instagram just think I'm friends with him. And I'm so sad to tell them I'm not. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is a fan of history. So literally, one of, he's a very large human being, one of the biggest fans of history.
0: He is a large human being. Um, I think this is also something I wanted to ask you and this prompted me this little story because one of the things I think that is challenging about doing history communication work is that history is oftentimes a very serious subject with a lot of really awful, horrible things, including, for example, like voter suppression. What you do is you invite people in with warmth and with humor and you know with some level of entertainment. How do you reconcile that with the seriousness of the subject matter, especially when it comes to something like voting rights or black history or some of the other stuff that you work on?
1: I think for me, if you ever watch that video, you can kind of see this. I, I kind of started out with a little bit of humor. And then as I get into it, I become more serious. And I say, hey, I kind of gotcha. Let me explain how this is really breaking down. Let me explain how suppression is happening. Um, But I also think, you know, when we look at anything in history, a lot of times, even in the darkest time, people would find levity in some ways. And and, and like you said, I think a lot of people respond to warmth or to humor. Um, So I kind of use it as like a Trojan horse.
0: Do you feel like an added responsibility when it comes to doing content related to Black history because of maybe the way Black history has been elided in so many people's educations?
1: I think, I mean, I'm a Black woman. um, So I, and like I said, my degree is in African-American history. So I obviously have a special love for this. Um, But I think for me, it's my responsibility and I don't do this all the time, but to highlight communities that haven't had their histories told. Um, So whether it's women, uh, Black people, LGBTQ, I like to amplify their stories because we typically don't hear them in our history classes or as we're going up. So I do feel kind of like an added responsibility to do that. But I also think it's an added responsibility that, uh, how do I put this? It's an added responsibility to showcase stories about Black history that are not directly connected to the struggle, that is what feels most resonant with me. Because I think so much of Black History Month is we hear the same names over again, we, we hear the same stories. I try to tell stories that are not necessarily typical, but are also, you know, an example of Black joy or Black art, because that's how I experience my Blackness, like my, me being an African-American, you know, yes, we have a history of struggle, but we also have a history of art, music, culture that I'm excited to share about. And that's what I think it is. And I think people pick up on that is that I just really love history and I want other people to, to be excited about history.
0: It's interesting that you said that you loved history. And that's one of the things that got you into this, because as you know, in my book, I talk about how a lot of the history that's on the web, quote unquote, history, e-histories on the web actually comes from a place of like people not liking history. Like people finding that history was boring or that it wasn't engaging or that their history education was terrible. And so there's this whole genre out there of like the opposite of history, the antidote to your everyday history. So do you see yourself in that genre? Do you see yourself as, even though you're someone who loves and appreciates history, as like trying to be the antidote to what other people's history educational experiences have been?
1: I think that other people might see me as that. Uh, I've had, you know, I and I've had that feedback of people being like, "Oh, I never knew that." And it was always so dry when that was presented to me. Um, however, I just think, I don't. I just think a lot of people don't know where to look. There's so many historians who are doing really engaging work and are coming from academia, but I just think in this kind of time and day and age people want things that are easily digestible. And a lot of times history is not easily digestible because you need to understand context. And so I think I would probably be considered the anti-history just because of how I present my work. I tend to present it in short s- snippets. Uh, so I would, I would agree with that. But I also think there it has been a constant narrative of like, oh, history so dry. I don't see it as that. I think that we have histor, like I said, historians who are doing great work from the academic side, and it's not dry to me, but it might be dry to somebody
0: else. So you're working on a cool project right now. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: I'm working on a project right now where um, I'm kind of working hand in hand with this company called Black Girl Digital and uh, PBS and Finding Your Roots and kind of uh, showcasing more of that show for people. So helping them to get awareness of that show as it's coming back. And that's been really exciting because I've always loved that show. And I, I love Henry Louis Gates Jr. So it's been wonderful to kind of work with that team. And you, I get to kind of talk about my family's history, because obviously that show is about genealogy. And yeah, I'm really excited about it.
0: All right. So let's kind of wrap it up here with a little bit of lightning round, because You've been very kind and generous with your time. So first thing, you're a Nashville gal, Nashville, Nashville gal? It's tough to say. You're a Nashville gal, favorite barbecue spot, favorite barbecue dish.
1: My favorite barbecue spot in Nashville is Edley's. Uh, That's my favorite. I'm a pulled pork girl. I I admit it. Um, That's what I go to. Although I do, if you can find barbecue nachos, bomb. (laughs)
0: and you mentioned before that there are some historians out there that you really love. How about a couple recommendations?
1: Cara Cooney is probably one of my favorites. Uh, She deals a lot with ancient Egypt and she's always been, I, I would read her books years before and I think she's brilliant. So that's probably the number one.
0: Love it. All right. Who's your role model? Who's the person who's inspired you the most? My mother. And if you were a superhero, if you were a superhero or a Marvel character, what would your powers be?
1: Ooh, this is, this is a difficult one. Honestly, like I said, I'm an X-Men girl and Storm was always my girl, but I'd want to be
0: rogue. The powers of rogue would me to take other people's, come on. Well, you've kind of gone rogue a little bit with your career, so I think that sort of makes sense. That's a, that's good for you. Okay, final question: You've whetted people's appetite with your videos and your personality. Where can they find
1: you? you can find me um, on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter. I'm on TikTok, although I don't understand it. Um, it's just at my name, Tori with two R's and an I, Yates or.
0: And you also have a YouTube channel, which is called.
1: Historically.
0: I see what you did there. All right. Well, this was great. Thank you for being part of History Club. And we will, I'm sure, be talking soon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That was our interview with history communicator Tori yates War. Don't forget to sign up for the History Club newsletter and follow us on Clubhouse. You can follow me, Jason Steinhauer, on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And if you want to support what we're doing, you can make a donation right on our website in fiat or in crypto. Until next time.